and welcome to the chat. That's right, the Chucklehead Chat, a podcast hosted by me, Chief of the Chuckleheads. New topic each week with a great new guest host. Sit back, enjoy the show, be entertained, be educated, laugh, cry, hate it, love it, or fall asleep to it. It's okay because it serves a purpose. Welcome to the show. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Chuckle and Chili Jim show. Today I'm really excited because I have my friend Chili Jim in the house and we're here. We're going to talk about some high school sports, NLI, some NIL deals and uh, kind of maybe a hot topic of transgender, transgender, not transgender, I don't care if you have red hair, but transgender athletes in college or high school sports and really your, your name is Jeff. It's not Chili Jim, but there's a hilarious story about Chili Jim that I just want to get. Can I talk about that for a second? Oh, yeah. I think All right. So, fantastic. Jeff, thanks for coming on the podcast. You and I have been friends for probably about, oh, nine years or so. You're, you have two, you have three awesome kids. I don't know your older daughter very well. I've seen her in passing and chatted with her, but your two younger kids are awesome. They both graduated from the school that I currently work at. I never say what school I'm at. You can always like Google me and find out where I work. I just kind of try to keep that separate. But one of the most hilarious things is it's well known in our area that the gym we play in, our main, our main, our all of our varsity sports, the gym's always freezing all the time. And even once sometimes officials have to wear coats with jackets when they're in there. And we had a job opening one time for an assistant athletic director position in our office. And you sent in an application and the the name on there was Chili Jim. Well, you know what? I mean, literally, I had to go get parkas. I had to get a snowsuit. When I walked in there, I couldn't believe it. So I figured you just needed a gym monitor to manage your HVAC. Because clearly, either someone wasn't paying the bills or you were trying to make it a gym for um, the opposing team that when they came in, they clearly couldn't home court court advantage. advantage. So so, besides like the home court advantage, funny joke stuff, it is, it's really weird how hot that gym can get. If you just crank it up just a little bit, it's amazing. I know no one believes it and you have to keep it at a certain temperature to regulate like just the humidity and stuff in there. So that's strategic why it's done that. But when you, you sent in the most epic and our, my boss, even thought it was funny and he starts laughing in his office and he's like, you got to hear this. And so, and of course, I mean, we knew it was, we knew it was, even though you left your, we left, you left your legal name off of it and you put your alter ego. So I've always called you mess with you and called you chili Jim. And that was just, that was a pretty funny thing. I'm, I'm glad you did that, but you are a uh, local real estate agent investor in the area and now Dallas Fort Worth. I've been trying since I started this show, I've been trying to get you on to talk about real estate, but you've dodged me every time because all you want to do is talk about sports. Because even though you love real estate, you love sports too. So I do. I, you have you're very knowledgeable. We always go back and forth on different topics. So I do together some topics. I know you're back and forth between Dallas and um, St. Louis, but I just do want to say congratulations. You were a part of one of the biggest deals in St. Louis history, and that's a that's something special. So I do want to say congratulations to that. And Thank you. Yeah, it was, um, 
it was luck. Some what did they say? Sometimes the blind squirrel. Yeah, I was the blind you got, squirrel. You got the nut. Huh? So were you? That's if right. I can ask, were you part of the buying agent or the selling agent? Yeah, I had the buyer side on this, nice. and it uh, it was uh, it was incredible. It really was, and it's a wonderful family. I'm happy for both the seller and the buyer. Yeah, that's awesome. And um, you're buying the next time we go out, just so you know. <laughs> what do you mean? No, I buy every time. I, yeah, you do. I, he does. I try though, but he's always. Fried bologna, South City. You know it, baby. South St. Louis, born and raised. I just, I actually just threw a bologna chub on my smoker, and, and everyone thinks fantastic. I'm nuts. But yeah, I love smoked bologna. It's good stuff. So here, before we go on and on, let's actually get to one of our first topics here. And recently in um, college sports history, we have seen this thing called the NIL, and it stands for Name, Image, and Likeness, and basically allows college athletics and sports to for athletes to make money and you know this is something that but let's face it this has been happening for a very very long time and so now that it's legal is this good or bad for college athletes and athletics and college athletic departments well i think in principle i think it's i think it's absolutely great because as you said, it's always been happening for a long time, but it was illegal. It was under the table. It's, you know, quote unquote, dark money going to the uh, big time athletes. But now what it does is open the doors for a lot of people. And you know what? The, the principle behind it is good because the athlete has to do something in order to earn the money. You know, whether it's like like social media right now is huge. Right. So, I mean, they should be able to earn some money on social media accounts, um, you know, starting their own business. Even if they're like signing autographs or if they're running camps or anything like that, um, there's many other potential adventures that they can get in, um, get involved with. And it's not only your elite top athletes that you're guaranteed to go pro, it's, it's all the way down to, to whoever. So right. I think. E yeah, even whenever this very first came out, there was one, someone, we had a, Someone that graduated from our school that currently plays football at Yale, Benny Anderson Jr., he got on a radio. I think Charlie Marlowe had him on, and he gave him like 200 bucks or something just to start talking about this stuff. So it does – it gives – and Benny was just excited. Like, yeah, he goes, I'll use this for my for my laundry day or whatever. And so even – it gives the little little guys – and I've even thought about maybe throwing 500 or 1,000 bucks at someone to like – wear the Chucklehead Chat logo on whenever they want to do just to, just to kind of get on board with it. But I – I do agree with you that it's it's exciting. It's something – it's kind of like one of those – you know, let's just face it. It's almost kind of like, in theory, the essential of, like, legalized marijuana. Everyone's been smoking dope forever. Let's legalize it. Let's tax it. Let's put it out there. It's kind of like the same thing. Let's allow people to monetize off their name and off what they're able to do. Now, there is there is some caveats I wish – that they would have a part of it. One is if you're, if you sign an, an NIL deal, I personally think you should pay for your own college tuition. That's my thought. Really? I do. I think so. I think you are making a lot of money. And is that really, because I think about it, is that really fair to the other college, other kid that's on scholarship? He's on scholarship, but He's not doesn't maybe have the the likelihood of ever signing an NIL deal, and you got this kid that's going out and just making a ton of money, and then yet he's still. It's I just don't necessarily. I don't I don't like using the word fair because life's just not fair sometimes, and I'm okay with that. I've been on the the both ends of the not fair spectrum, but I just really think that it could 
it could even it out a little bit if it's just my it doesn't mean it's right or wrong but i'm just saying it could be a potential game player if you did that then hey okay you know you have to because that was my whole thing against paying college athletes it's like you're agreeing that you basically your compensation is your school getting paid for in your books or whatever so i don't know just a thought well you know i agree with you in principle but the reality is that no one would ever do that and i, I agree and here's the thing it's i I think the NIL was they, the athletes have to do something to earn the money. I mean, instead of just giving the money. I mean, take take Olivia Dunn, for instance. I know. I have her on my list, too. Yeah, go, I mean, go ahead. I mean, this, this is an amazing story. I mean, she's brought so much attention to LSU gymnastics, and every red-blooded male knows who she is from 16 to, to 70. She has, like, 3.9 million TikTok followers. Yeah, I think she has a— Throughout her whole, all her social media, she has like over 9 million followers. Which is between unbelievable. Between TikTok and all the other social medias. But since you brought her up, and I have her on one of my lists that we're going to talk about a little bit later once we cover this topic, is now that's also backfired a little bit for her because she's getting a lot of negative, not negative, but almost like sketchy, weird, like creeping type situations. She's in, she goes to events like, like doing her gymnastics and they had to like almost shut an event down one time because there were so many dudes and just going there and like rooting her on and like just doing some really awkward and uncomfortable things so there's also some other ways that i don't think people thought about how they're going to have to navigate that especially with when it comes to the the women because let's just face it guys are creeps a lot of the times and they think you get some of these clowns I think they might have an actual shot with her and they'll go to these places and it can just create a lot of but she's making a ton of and I'm listen you people can say whatever they want about this country but it's really one of the greatest countries around because any person I don't care what color what rate what background you have if you want to work hard you're able to make money it's yeah. just, it's that simple you and might have some uh, you might have some hurdles to make it but you have the opportunity to do that well, she's done that. I think she even took like a billboard out in um, Times Square. I mean, you know, she's going to make, I think right now, the most NIL money of any athlete. And there's reports out there that quarterbacks like Arch Manning and some other people have $12.5 mm -hmm. million dollar deals, and she's going to surpass that. It, yeah, so, she's going to get past it. You know, it. she's not Mary Lou Redden by no. any means. But, but she doesn't what? have to be because she's That's pretty. Right. But but she and she's talented. She's no, never and I know. made the team. But she brings so much attention to the gymnastics. But so, we can't we can't also agree that a huge part, even though she's a talented gymnast, but a lot of her nil is coming from her looks, right? I mean, we can we can agree, or that's my opinion. I'm not going to say no doubt about okay, it. Okay, thank you. That's there's all no I'm, doubt about it. But and, I, and let's face it, she. I mean, she's got what. Like you said, three point nine million on TikTok and another mm -hmm. million or something on Instagram. Yeah, nine, 9 million, million total. total, and she's on commercials now with that whatever. I couldn't find. I forget what athletic company she's working for now. Like with selling leggings and athletic gear, and she's just she's killing it. She and good for her. That's awesome. That's right. And I think it didn't start with like those Fresno twins. The, yeah, the Fresno State yep. twins, and now Absolutely. you got the Miami twins. So. You know, I, I think it's excellent. I mean, there's people that use that for monetary gain, and then there's also athletes that use it to give back to the community. So, you know what? If you're the, the key to this, in my opinion, is you got to actually do something to get the money. 
Right. You know, because these elite athletes before were just getting several hundred thousand dollars delivered to the hotel where their mom stays in a in a brown paper bag, and they didn't do anything. That's kind of cool too, though. I think of my, hey, I mean, I, you know, it's a Netflix special. It's going to come out. I thought it was awesome the day they actually approved the NIL. Reggie Bush tweeted out, and all it said was reinstate my Heisman immediately. And I agree with them. No doubt. I mean, mean, because all the uh, agents and everything were basically the quote unquote NIL. They were, they were funding all these top athletes and now they're like off the hook because it's legal. And and then you got all these colleges, like take Texas A&M, for example. I mean, they have the highest NIL fund in the SEC and it translated into the number one recruiting class it hasn't translated on the football field yet but it's it's a pay to play and and i and part of me loves it just because we have seen over the last 15 years i mean it's always been lucrative but probably the last 15 years we've seen college sports especially sec sports in, in specific become a multi-billion dollar in, enterprise so why the people that create that the players they should definitely be paid for it they should be compensated have you had luther burden's potato chips for god's sake i've lit i mean they are fan freaking i grew up i just had some red hot ripplets with my smoked bologna i'm not kidding and he was on the he was on the front of it and i'm that excites me i'm i'm happy for him that's that's the only way mizzou gets somebody like that yeah i mean you're competing with alabama and georgia and i i mean i would love to see mizzou win a national championship but you know it's probably not going to happen anytime soon so the only way they get a five-star elite athlete is to put some nil deal together for him and you know he's brought a lot of great attention to the wide receiver room and to mizzou football and to the chips yeah i mean red hot is a good investment for red hot ripplets for sure because they've been around a long time and they are an exceptional chip but they're not a they're not a sponsor of the show so i'm not giving them too much love <laughs> no, that's they're, true they're These actually chips. A good, they're actually a good they're a good they chip. could be they could be i'll reach out to them i'll, I'll my guys call luther and tell them that's chili and chucklehead chili and, chili and chucklehead show yeah i love it maybe they can sponsor your hvac at the gym maybe. so it's not chili <laughs> maybe yeah maybe so so here are i just looked it up there here's the top six NIL deal so far. Um, Livy Dunn is num- currently number six. She'll, of course, surpass the, it with her, her future earnings. But right now, she has amassed a total of $2.7 million. And this has been for, um, you know, her athletic gear, the Leaf trading cards just picked her up. They're going to do gymnastic trading cards now, which which is exciting for her because it's actually getting – some excitement over for the sport of gymnastics. Number five, Caleb Williams, quarterback at USC, three point two million. I mean, people at USC has always been making money. That's so right. I was going to say Reggie Bush. This isn't nothing new. Bryce Young, the the quarterback in Alabama, three point five million, and he's does a lot of commercials and other things. And the next, the the top three, are which is fascinating to me. Are all they're not even college athletes yet. They're all commits. So Arch Manning, who comes from family where he really doesn't sure, the legacy i mean he's a legacy yeah. family he's a commit to texas and he's already like 3.5 million mickey williams is a basketball player he's committed to memphis and he's already he's got 3.6 million so far and he has inked a shoe deal with puma already he's he's inked a deal with cash app and he's um done something for a company called lace clips which i'm not sure what that is and i really didn't care to look it up but he's making money off of it so good for him and of course 
this just blows me away too. Number one, Bronny James, seven. I'm, I, I'm not. I'm not. For some reason, I've never been a fan of LeBron James. It's just my. I just don't know why. Maybe I'm. Maybe I don't know. I'm not jealous, but I just. Is never his really... dad? Is his dad the biggest contributor? No. I mean, well, his dad helped him. Well, I'm course. sure. I mean, it's, that's it, all because of Nike, your last name. Is yeah. Nike so, the, yeah. seven point five million, and this is because he has an endorsement with Nike. Of course. Beats by Dr. Dre. His, he's going to have an underwear line coming out soon. Yo, I want to get an underwear line coming out. Right. The, the chili and chuckle underwear. And he, and this is going back to your point of your talking about social media. Companies pay him $46,000 per Instagram post. Bronnie James. Pay LeBronny James $46,000 per Instagram post. So Instagram. I've watched a couple of his games on on TV, and you know what? He is not good enough to make no, the NBA. No, I, He's I agree. Not. There are so many people that are better, and you know, quite honestly, I don't I don't even know if he could play at an elite level of college basketball. I'm I'm not sure. I just know he's a one and done, and I will be interested to see whoever. I'm sure LeBron will have part of the puppet master master ah, mastery of. Go Le- ahead and draft him because he's going. Right. He wants to go play for him. That's and his LeBron whole thing. LeBron is no Michael Jordan. Le- no, LeBron is I not mean, Michael Jordan. Come. There's only one goat, and that's he, Michael Jordan. Right. LeBron is not even likable. No, and I don't. That's the same reason. I just, I'm just never. I mean, I'm. You know, he, he's brought a lot of attention to the sport, and I'll give him. He's played a long time, and you know, it took a, it took him doing the super team to even start making, winning championships, and so. I, I'm, I've never been the biggest fan. We can clearly know that Bronny James is, if he's not LeBron's son, he's not getting these, these big deals. So it's, I we, agree. we can agree with that. So you and I, we, you know, we, we text quite often and we'll just text each other silly stories or we'll like, Hey, did you see this or did that? I'm, I don't know why I'm so fascinated about this story, but in Virginia, Churchland high school, a coach, or at least, <laughs> Our Lisa Boylan, she suited up for a JV game and played in it. You know what? Don't hate the player, hate the game. Uh, so they needed help. So there's so there's so many layers to this. <laughs> I actually looked up and watched the video, and she was she like she blocked a kid's shot. She drove hard to the lane. She got fouled. She finished the bucket. She hit the free throw. She was playing deep. I mean, she went out. She's like 20-something years old, but she went for a JV game. I can't believe well, you this. Know, I mean, come on, though. But do you know how, really, how old really Albert Pujols is? I mean, come on. I, I'm maybe, not going. <laughs> I was going to say, maybe, maybe she, you know, like I said, you can hate the, you can hate the uh, player. I mean, hate the game, but don't hate the player. I'm not hating the player, but there comes to some sort of like – Adult authoritative responsibility, right? Well, there's too much emphasis on winning, for gosh sakes. Yeah. I mean, and, number one, and, and I'm just kidding. I mean, there's no way she should have been able to suit up and play. But isn't that isn't that amazing that that schools and teams and they just stoop to that level so they can win? Yeah. So she clearly lost her job. Her boss lost, like the head coach, because she was just an assistant coach on the JV <laughs> right. team. That's the funniest part. The JV team didn't finish it. They quit. Their, they forfeit the rest of their season. The varsity team forfeited the rest of the season. And then now all the, like there are some parents, the girl that was, that she was, the girl that she, you know, posed as, she was out of town, for, of course, for a club tournament. 
And so she, I'm, I'm assuming she's probably one of the better players. And she, like, has since her parents pulled her out and put her in a different school because they just felt like her dads are talking about integrity, which I agree with, and all this other stuff. But I, I don't agree with this, her doing this at all. But what I will, what I do appreciate about this whole thing is that she put on this jersey and she went out there and played hard. And she, she took it to him. And I, I, like I said, I'm not condoning any of this. And I don't agree with it. It's terrible. She should get fired. But if you're going to go out there and do it, at least she went out there and she, she put it on for him. She was reliving her youth. And you know what? This is a whole nother show, but we could talk about club sports and AAU all oh, day. I think they're crazy. ruining everything. I mean, you know what? They're, they're, missing, they're missing a chance to play for their high school because the clubs just dictate and demand that the players need to show up or they're not going to play and you're not going to get a college scholarship. I mean, that's a whole nother show, but I think the clubs and the AU is, are ruining sports. Yeah. in in States like Missouri, most it's interesting because most sports do not, they don't overlap. So kids like my daughter, she plays club volleyball and she plays high school volleyball. She, and I pushed off club as long as I could just because I've watched in my career of working in high school athletics. I have seen so many parents just waste their money on club sports thinking their kid was better. And they just have no reality of how terrible their kid is. But you have this club coach saying, oh, they're that close. One more pitching lesson, one more, le- one more private lesson, just another year of club. And I told a parent one time when I heard, well, so-and-so's private coach. I'm like, that coach can tell you whatever you want as long as your check keeps clearing. That's right. And so, but like volleyball, they cannot play club soccer or club volleyball and high school volleyball because they don't, they don't, they don't overlap. So they're separate seasons basically. But high, for some reason, high school soccer and the school I work at have, they lost really good players that should have been playing high school that went and decided that they got they drank that club Kool-Aid and they went and was playing club and they can't do both. So, and it stinks on the boys' and girls' end. Well, we, I lived that because my daughter was, right. you know, she had the opportunity to play three sports in college. And unfortunately, club overtook high school basketball. And you know what? We had to miss a couple of high school basketball games because of club. And, I mean, I was not for that. And she ultimately did get, a, you know, a full scholarship to right. play college soccer. But if you talk to her now, she would say, you know, it was it worth it or not? I don't know. Because there was nothing better winning the first district championship that yep. she was part of. And, you know, and, and, and the other sport she played was golf. And you know what? It's, it, you, can't, you can't force people down that path because, let's face it, Where's the professional league? I mean, yeah, right. it's about the experience. But there's so many good athletes, to your point, that are not playing the sport outside. Like soccer, in my opinion, is the worst. It is. I agree. Because you can get them started. It's so easy to play. You can get people started at such a young age, and then they drink the Kool-Aid. So there's several really good athletes that are not playing different sports because they're just focused on Soccer, 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 soccer. And it's at the soccer, the entry level is very affordable. I mean, you just go get them cleats, shin guards. They can go out and play whenever they're little. And, and it's easy to play. Right. I mean, it's not hard. Know, it's Yeah, you touch the ball one time and, you know, your mom and dad get a picture of you and you're happy. But, you know, it's not like basketball. You know, basketball is the one that I think is really dwindling the participation because that is a very hard, 
hard um, sport to play. And you mentioned volleyball. Most of those good athletes now, the tall, athletic people are, are going to volleyball and they're not playing basketball anymore. So that's, I'm, I think you're going to see, especially in the girls' side, you're going to see that whole sport dwindling. Right. And, and I think what a lot of parents don't understand is the, for different sports, there's different level, there's different ways for scholarships. And so, like, sometimes you get, like, percentage scholarships or sometimes you get scholarships just for like a certain amount of scholarships whether That's it's right. 10 and people don't understand that so they they don't understand how hard it really is to obtain an actual college scholarship for sports yeah not every sport is fully funded Right, so, exactly. I mean, you know, that's the other thing. And here's the other, especially now, which we, again, we could talk about this for hours, but the transfer portal, what I think, what I think is going to come into play and become much more important are junior colleges. I agree. Because the high school kids are not going to get recruited. So I think the junior colleges, the perception is, oh my gosh, it's just where the stupid kids go to no, or it's... the less smart kids. And, but you know what it is? You go there, you get your gen ed, um, classes out of the way you work on your game you play against quote-unquote d1 caliber talent that are a lot better than what you would play against that sitting on the bench correct so you work on your game and then you get yourself to either a higher level or a better program or whatever but junior college is phenomenal and you still have an associate's degree yes and let's face it there's a lot of and then that also gives them an opportunity of, of understanding or thinking if they want to go to the next level or not. I am all for you. Not we have actually had this junior college conversation. I, there is no no shame in playing ball at a junior college or going to a junior college if that's none the right path. And it's really, I feel bad that like the negative connotation that junior colleges have. Like they won't some some kids and parents are so their heads are just so far out there thinking that they're way better than they are. And when, when you even mentioned, I mentioned junior college to somebody and I got laughed at. And in my head, I'm thinking that's exactly right where you need to go. It's well, baseball, take baseball. Yes. They've been using it for years and years. And as you know, I don't care if you go to Harvard or if you go to Mizzou or if you go to mineral area junior college, your first two years are gen ed studies. Yes. Yes. And then, so, you know, one of, you know, I, I, I happen to think Briley Palmer, the women's basketball coach at, at down at Mineral Area College is one of the best co college coaches there is. And right. she played there. She lives there. She treats all of their players like family. And I've gone to several of those games, and people have no idea. The gym is packed. They played Moberly the other night. And you've got all these phenomenal D1 athletes. Like Mizzou was, in, was there. You have Indiana State there looking at kids. You've got SIU Carbondale looking at kids. You've got Marquette was there looking at kids. So you know what? You have the ability to improve your game, to work on your game, to get your gen ed studies out and get bigger, faster, stronger, and then you can go to the next level, whether it's D2, whether if you want to go to Wash U, she has a kid on her team that w wants to go to Wash U, and she wants to be a doctor. But she came because she didn't want to give up her basketball career yet. Right. So she's working on her game. She's getting gen in studies, and she's also from Texas. So she's they got her from Texas to Missouri. That's awesome. So, Good but for the her. point is, you know, there's there's opportunity out there. There's tons of opportunity out there. So we've we've covered some NIL stuff. We've covered the crazy story, Churchland High School, which just I don't know why it fascinated me. I just couldn't believe that someone actually thought they were gonna get away with it. And next it's 
this is really a hot topic and this isn't really us determining whether this lifestyle is good or bad everyone could have their own opinion on it i have mine you have yours i don't really it's what we're going to talk about now is transgender athletes and should should that be something that should be allowed not allowed is it something that is there an un, unfair balance or this competitive edge when this happens i'm really curious and how some states are starting to ban it now, and then some states are starting to just let it go. And so it, it really kind of interests me. Well, it is a hot topic. And it you is. know what? If you, watch the, if you watch this morning, there's a power lifter that just was approved to compete, um, transgender power lifter that was just approved to compete with the, with the females. But here's my thought on it, is you have to respect the integrity of the female sports, and you have to respect the integrity of male sports. And let's face it, women fought for years and years for Title IX, right? Right, yeah. So, you know, I don't know if, I mean, this is such a small group that I think, you know, if there were enough people, they should start their own league. Because right. you have female, you have male, and then you have co-ed leagues, right? right? And there's different sports and games, but physically, there are advantages and disadvantages to the female body and there are advantages and disadvantages to the male body. Right. And let's face it. I mean, you know, the story of the swimmer. Yeah. Um, you know, in my opinion, that's unfortunate for the girls at Kentucky who set an NCAA record in the, the swimmer from, um, Penn State. Was it Penn State? It was either. Yeah. It was Penn State. Or Penn. Penn. Yeah. Penn. Yeah, I Penn. think. Yeah. Penn. And, and, he, she, um, just creamed him. Right. I mean, and you know what? It, and he was what four hundred on the men's side, and he was, you know, NCAA championship uh, on the female side. So, I mean, I think you just got to kind of keep them separate. And I, I don't know if I would commingle at this point. And I, they're different. It's different makeup. Uh, I, yeah, totally. And I think too, it's, you know, good, bad, or indifferent. It's. Like I think about, you know, you're, we both have daughters. I have one, but my daughter and my wife are probably like two of the toughest people I've physically, mentally in my life. Like my daughter's 16. I could, I would put her like, I have no problem with, I think I'd put her up with a guy and she'd probably, she could probably win a fight 80% of the time. That's just, just the way it is. And, but I still feel like there's this competitive, so like with, when I, when I look at, the volleyball situation that she plays volleyball and they're just in high school. That one kid that he is, you know, he's transgender, born a male, still a male playing with the girls because their high school association allows it. He gets up, drills the ball, knocks a girl unconscious on the court. I mean, come on. There's gotta be some sort of, you can't let, you just can't let that happen when it comes to, I mean, there's just, whether it's the, the moral, ethical, political, uh, there's there, there's a component of safety when it comes into the stuff. Well, I agree. And also there's, I mean, I don't know, I don't know how many transgender athletes there are, but there, if there's enough, then they need to start their own league. Yeah. I mean, there's probably a minority for right now, because I really think that there are, we're seeing more and more states that are, at first they thought, well, let's kind of, let's kind of see where it goes. Let's put some legislation in. Let's see. Because I know Missouri the Missouri State High School Activities Association, they allow it, but there's certain guidelines like there has to be, they have to be on like their like 
hormones, testosterone stuff, or or whatever they're taking for a certain for a certain amount of times. And then there were, then there are other scenarios where, you know, they allow it, and then there's other states who are just putting it down, like not allowing it. Like in Texas, for instance, this was like three years ago. There was a transgender athlete that was transitioning from female to male and she had already gone through all of like her stuff that she did like with the testosterone and all this other things that she was taking and she was physically bigger and she was a wrestler and she wanted to wrestle on the boy side and and you know most states now have separated missouri was like one of the last ones that, that didn't separate it but texas have had it boys and girls wrestling separated for a while but texas said no because their rule is whatever gender you're born with that's what you have to participate in. So they made her go on the girls. So there's like another aspect of it. They made her go on the wrestle all the girls and she just like whooped everyone. And she was the state champion and she probably would have competed decently and on the boys end, but she was frustrated because she had, they put, she wanted to go. So it's kind of like this back and forth and it's, it's a crazy topic. And I mean, it's the, what, you know, it's whether people agree or disagree with that lifestyle, it's gotta be, a mentally draining lifestyle to begin with. And then you're trying to do the athletics and trying to, it's just a, it's just a mess. And I do agree that we have to, we have to make some sort of, if it's starting to become more and more popular, then we really need to let, man, maybe just, you're right. Maybe just put them in their own separate category and they can rustle each other, I guess. I don't know. I don't have an answer either. But, <laughs> We're but, both just looking at each other like, oh, what are we gonna, what are we gonna do with this? But, I, and but this I is, mean, it goes back to the integrity, the integrity of each side, right? right. I mean, the, the women, the women's sports are phenomenal. And there's unbelievable athletes, right. and you know what, the women's games and girls' games have improved immensely, especially with training and weights, and they've gotten faster and stronger and so much better. So, you know what, I, I think most and, girls could probably compete with for sure with a, a transgender but there's going to be some significant i mean some obvious um benefits right and part of me too is i there's like some sports like college basketball i prefer watching the female side just because it's more fundamentally sound it's to me it's more of a a pure game whenever they're whenever they're playing versus whenever you're just watching the guys go back and forth and Right. And not really just playing very fundamental, and so well, it's below the rim, and that ha- that's how the game was invented. Exactly, and so it's it, to me that's just fun to watch. But it's been it's been interesting. I'm kind of looking forward to see where this is going to go because it's a real, it's a hot topic. It's uncomfortable to talk about, but I think there needs to be some some regulations put on it because it's going to like all this like all these other topics. It's going to get out of hand real quick. So real quick before we wrap up, I want to go back, jump back to NIL real quick. And just cause I didn't get this out there. Will this, will something like the NIL just about, will the NCAA go away after the NIL comes or will NCAA be around forever? That's a good question. I think some form or fashion, the NCAA is going to be around forever. Now I wish they would have, separated football from everything else you know because what they're doing now is to come with these super conferences and it is going to be a pay to pay to play but i can't see the how advantage it is for usc to go to rutgers to play field hockey or softball it's so expensive but if they would just i think what you're going to see is i do agree with everybody else You're, you're going to have the power five become their own and they may break away from the ncaa but you're going to need some type of regulation 
because look at the transfer portal. It's if people don't play, they just transfer. Right. And but between the transfer portal and the extra year the COVID people got, it's caused a lot of a lot of chaos. And one more thing with basketball, will we see it going back? Will we see the one done taken away or when kids can will kids will they go back to allowing kids to jump right from high school to to the NBA? Because I think this is going to cause more havoc than it's going to be worth with some of the, the basketball stuff. That's just my personal lowly opinion. No, I agree with you. And also, I think you're going to see the D-League continue to develop, I mean, on the men's side. And, again, I go back to junior college. You know what? It's going to – the high school kids are not going to have a place to play on the roster. I mean, take the University of Missouri, for example. I mean, they brought in a whole new team. And they were all, like, grad transfers or they all were – you know, fourth, fifth year seniors, and I mean, they had an unbelievable year. They were twenty three and eight. Right. So why would they recruit a high school kid if they can do this every year? I I don't disagree. I think it's gonna it's gonna be interesting to watch where all this stuff goes, and it's definitely fun to talk about. Oh heck yeah, it is. Man, we're gonna I'm gonna we're gonna have to come up with like a once a month topic or something. We're gonna have to throw out there. This was a lot of fun. I appreciate Chuckle it. Chuckle and j- chili. Chuckle Ch- and chili. Yeah, ch- well, I'm gonna get a. I'm gonna get a little logo made, man. We need a sponsor for this show. I'm, Anybody listening? Come on. Chucklehead chat. How about compass? How about Jeff Lotman Realty Group? Yes. <laughs> you just had a huge sale. Perfect. I, I could be. What do you mean? I could be. Write me. Where's your checkbook at, man? I can. I can be bought pretty cheap for the the whole ten listeners that. No, but I do appreciate you. You're up you. to several thousand. What do you uh, mean? Yes, tons of thousands. Please feel free to write me your check whenever whenever you want to be a, I think a sponsor Chuck, of the show. I, I think you ought to call Liv Dunn and see if you can get on her because she's got 9 million followers. Can she, you imagine? I can't afford that, man. <laughs> what kind of – she probably – the millions of dollars she's getting, she doesn't care about my stupid little podcast. Well, you got everybody started somewhere. Well, I, I agree. Look, you're the I next bar stool. I hope so, man. I, I just hope I get just enough go listeners. Around and, and, you know what? I know he, he evaluates in, uh, pizza so you can evaluate bologna. Yeah, he's a moron, though. I disagree with a lot of the stuff that Clown says, but he's uh, he's the power of the internet has helped him again. So it's old Dave Porte, or how do you say his last name? I don't. He's a schmuck in my opinion. But hey, um, you know what? If you're looking for a home to buy or sell, Google my man Jeff Lotman. That's L O T T M A N N, and he'll come up and give him a call, and he'll hook you up. We'd love to help you out, but you know, more importantly, if you like this show, share it with all your friends because the Chucklehead Chat is Thank on you. its way yes, up. Yes, it's on its way up. So, hey, man, Jeff, I appreciate you being on. And as always, everyone, please, um, we're on all platforms. You can go give me a review online. Tell your friends. I'm still looking for that one listen from Antarctica. So if you know anyone down there, give me a give me a click on the old, uh, old playlist, and then I'll have all seven continents covered so far. So... You can always reach me on Instagram and Twitter at ChuckleheadChat. Send me another email, ChuckleheadChatPod at gmail.com or my personal email or my personal Twitter at GAdams81. Thanks, everyone, and have a great week. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Glenn.